Welcome to another episode of On the Issues with Alain Ben-Mir. Today's guest is Vassar Derici, an investigative journalist from Kosovo. He has been the host of the show Indoc since 2018, where he has investigated organized crime, corruption in the Kosovo police, war crimes, and most recently, misuse of public budgets in relation to the COVID-19 pandemic. In this episode, Alana Vissar discussed religious radicalization and those Kosovars who have joined ISIS, Turkey's ever-growing influence in Kosovo, and Kosovo-Serbia relations and the EU role in that regard. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I was saying, you know, I read carefully your bio and some of the materials about your, some of your writings. It's very impressive, and I want to thank you for taking the time this morning to speak with me. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. So, you know, you, you wrote extensively and, and you have investigated a very important subject that I've been very concerned about all along, uh, about, you know, religious corruption, radicalization, uh, crime, organized crime. Let me begin by asking you, you know, have investigated quite a bit um, uh, religious groups in Kosovo. What What is some of your findings? Where do we, where does these issues stand today from your perspective? Yeah, the issue is like, uh, it, it was very bad situation back in 2013, 2014, when the uh, war and conflict started in Syria and in Iraq. Uh, and uh, lots of Albanians from Kosovo who have been radicalized during the years after the war, they just joined to ISIS because I think that they, they were prepared for that time. Uh, but uh, after the ISIS had started to fail apart and because of the strikes and uh, other challenges they had back in Syria and Iraq, also here in Kosovo the number of radical people started to decrease. So in today's perspective, the situation is like this. So uh, we have radical people here, the Muslim radicals, uh, but they are uh, being silenced. Uh, some of them they are afraid from the persecution, so they are afraid from the state that could imprison them and, and, and other uh, uh, consequences. And some of them, they have seen that ISIS was just a flu. It wasn't the real Islamic state they were hoping to. So today, the situation is under control, but uh, it still remains the fear uh, that uh, if any other conflict uh, start to develop in other Muslim countries, some Albanians from Kosovo might join there. Yeah, you know, from my understanding, uh, those who volunteered to join ISIS from Kosovo yeah. And proportionately to others from the many different other countries, proportionately, those who went from Kosovo to join ISIS is the largest number, again, in relative terms. Yeah. Why do you think that's the case? Why, why, why Kosovo, of all places, have uh, had this many radicals who decided to join ISIS, um, uh, this compared, say, even to other Balkan states or compared to other Arab countries? Uh, first of all, uh, we have long term of uh, joining to the conflicts, uh, which we think that uh, people are in need for our help. So we had a few cases also of Albanians joining, uh, uh, fighting against Russians in that, how was the uh, Chechenia? Uh, and then, but that was just uh, then our war started in Kosovo, so they came back. 
and then some Albanians joined it also after the war in Kosovo, joined it to fight for Albanians in Serbia, there in Presheva Valley. Some of them, they again joined to Macedonia to fight. So we have quite of uh, attitude for uh, joining to this kind of conflicts where we think that the people are fighting for freedom. That is just one part of the of the story. The other part is that uh, in Kosovo there have been a lots of investments from this kind of Arab countries, uh, uh, mostly from Saudi Arabia, uh, to radicalize people. Uh, they brought uh, aids and help with money, but uh, what they were really doing to our younger people was that uh, they were radicalizing them. So they were giving them some free courses for computer, uh, foreign languages and stuff. But in the other hand, they misused these kind of courses and this kind of classes to brainwash them. And of course, they worked... Uh, their the NGO was donated by Saudi Arabia and Gulf countries, and they but, also but, uh, they also used this kind of uh, uh, NGOs uh, to brainwash uh, the orphans. So uh, lots of orphans uh, they have been taken care by these NGOs by supporting them financially and in other means. But of course, they used this opportunity to gather them and teach them uh, the radical version of Islam. Saudi Arabia obviously has been um, supporting and have, have, for example, built scores, hundreds, if not maybe many hundreds of madrasa schools all over the, the, the Balkans, in many Arab countries, in many Muslim countries. I mean, Saudi Arabia has been very active in trying to promote its own um, uh, brand of Islam. Now, that is that has been known for some time. The question is, when you say they've been radicalized by Saudi Arabia, how, but, what, how, do you, how, do you, how do you interpret this radicalization? In what form does it, does it manifest itself? Yeah, the, the form was like this. So the Saudi Arabia and uh, its university in Riyadh provided first uh, the scholarships, free, very big scholarships for uh, imams from Kosovo. And these imams have been radicalized first in, in, in Riyadh and also in Medina. Then they came back. When they came back, they started their own production companies, their own uh, TV shows, their radio shows, and also lots of talking directly with the young people. So Saudi Arabia, first of all, invested in to radicalize imams, then provided them with other means like supporting by... Uh, uh, creating NGOs and uh, other structure, infrastructure to spread uh, and to support these imams to spread the ideology. So yeah, my 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 question to you when you say and I understand that this is what they've been doing all along, but the radicalization as a concept, how is it that manifests itself? That is Saudi Arabia investing in all of these religious institutions. Is training imams. Is doing all of this. Been doing this for some time. Uh, what is the ultimate objective of, from your perspective, Saudi Arabia, and how this radicalization, the word radicalization, is interpreted? Yeah. In, in terms of how is it manifesting itself? What it is that they are actually doing uh, to to suggest whether well, there are radicals? What is their objective? 
uh, you know, when we say they have been radicalized, what it is that they are doing to be to so that we can say, well, this, these are radical Muslim. From yeah. that perspective, I would like yeah. to look at it. From Kosovo perspective, that is uh, quite easy to define. Because uh, before the, this kind of NGOs coming to our country, we had a kind of Islam, uh, which we, we uh, like it to call uh, pure Islam. And it means uh, that uh, our Islam was not in conflict with Christianity or other religions which Albanians have. After this organization came to Kosovo, so they start attacking uh, other religions uh, which Albanians belong to. So they start questioning the if they're real Mother Teresa, which is our uh, a, a, a figure which Albanians are proud of. Uh, so they start attacking her by saying that yeah, she was just a, a Christian, so she is going to hell. And they start attacking our founding fathers, such as Skanderbeg. So uh, they start attacking the basis, the fundamentals of, of, of Albanians uh, by trying to say that uh, if you are a Muslim, so uh, you are connected just to the Muslims and not uh, like to Albanians, the other Albanians. So, and, so basically, they're, they're basically, they've been opposing open society. That is, uh, based on what I know, the Albanians in Kosovo have been and perhaps uh, continue to be much more open and tolerant from other groups, be that Christians, uh, Armenians, uh, uh, Kurds, or uh, Turks, etc. So, from the Saudis' perspective, then they want to uh, promote their own uh, brand of Islam and yeah. suggesting that that the cause of our Muslims should not be tolerating any other kind of brand of Islam and certainly other religions. Is that what yeah. they say? Yeah, the, exactly the, that. The, what they were trying to promote is that uh, the version of Islam that we had, the tolerant Islam to other religion, it was wrong. So, uh -huh. I, uh, and how is it? I mean, uh, what is the conditions? What are the conditions today, from your, as you see it? Is it improving? Are they continue to push in that direction? Uh, have the government been able or willing to uh, limit, um, contain? the Saudi influence in this regard, or they just let Saudi Arabia do whatever they wanted to do? No, now, now the situation is quite contained, and uh, the radical uh, voices, which mainly were imams, very famous imams, now they are afraid even to talk against gays. So, you know, like lately, Shevchet Krasnichi, one of the main imams who was promoting these radical ideas, went to a TV show, and they asked him, what do you think about gays? He said, that I, I don't want to talk about this topic. So they are not today, um, the, the, they do not dare today to talk even about the topics which most of the religious people agree. So like even priests, even uh, imams agree that the gay is wrong, but this kind of radical imams who are attacking our values now are, are afraid uh, and do not dare even to, to talk about this quite well-known religious uh, topics. Do you see, is, is Turkey, um, Turkey is also playing a role in this regard? That is uh, trying to also push its own agenda, Islamic agenda in Kosovo, also in terms of training imams, uh, or, or, is it, or is it not as uh, uh, pervasive as the Saudis? 
Turkey version is very difficult to be uh, divided from our version because the Albanian version of Islam is quite uh, similar to Turkish version. Uh, even the, our mosques uh, for centuries have been uh, Ottoman uh, style. So even uh-huh. the preaching is uh, Ottoman style. So even the imams and uh, leaders of Islamic community for a while have been Ottoman style. So it's quite difficult to make the difference which is local version and how it is uh, different from uh, uh, Turkish version. Uh, what the Turkey is trying to do here in Kosovo, it's much more bad than the just religion. So they are trying to con- to take control to take control over our uh, resources. So, for example, they privatized uh, uh, the distribution of electricity. Uh, the only airport we have, it's controlled by them. And they have several banks here in Kosovo. So they are trying to take over, first, the, our national resources. Second, they are trying to uh, remake our history. They have an NGO called TICA, which is state NGO. A state uh, organization in Turkey, but in Kosovo uh, registered as an NGO and foundation. So they are trying to manipulate uh, our inheritance from this kind of uh, uh, old mosques and old uh, uh, archaeological places to remake them and say that just Ottoman Empire was here. So there is a quite a big example here in, in the Pristina center where there was a mosque. Of course, it was built by Ottoman Empire. But later, it was uh, helped to, rebuild, to be rebuilt uh, by Hungarians. And this Tika organization came to Kosovo and started to rebuild it again. But they just uh, destroyed whatever was from the time of Hungarian Empire. So they I wanted see. to say that in Kosovo was just Ottoman Empire and then again Ottoman Empire. So whenever they get chances to put their hands in our uh, culture, they try to vanish all over all the historical layers we had. So basically what you're saying, they're trying to reimpose uh, the Ottoman culture in, yeah. in Kosovo, given the fact that uh, Kosovo was a part and parcel of the Ottoman Empire. Now my question is, why then the government, Kosovo's government, successive government, has and continued to allow Turkey to, to like you said, Turkey today control major projects, the airport, uh, the um, some major industries. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Turkey could not have done that without the yeah. consent or rather invitation of the uh, various Kosovo's uh, government. What is yeah. why they have opened the door so, so wide to Turkey, and where what is the situation today as you see it? Yeah, the the problem here is uh, Mr. Thatchi, our president. So. Uh, he was connected so much to Erdogan because for a while, when he was in his second term as a prime minister, no one from the Western Europe or neither from the U.S. wanted to cooperate closely with him. So he was left alone for a while. And then he found an ally, which was uh, Erdogan. And then he opened the Kosovo for Erdogan's uh, associates and Erdogan's partner. And... Uh, he um, make it possible for them to do to take over the national resources, to take over the uh, big projects, just because he needed a, 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 an ally. He he did that even by uh, 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 breaking the law when the Kosovo allowed to by 
to Erdogan to kidnap five Gulenists in Kosovo, six Gulenists. So I see. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So the idea of Thatchi was that uh, the Erdogan is the guy who is standing by me when I am now left alone by Western Europe, and then I am gonna do whatever he asks. And Erdogan asked for financial uh, opportunities. So Erdogan, to me, it doesn't seem that he is much more concerned about the religion. So until now, uh, they just try to build the mosque, but still they didn't build it in the center of Pristina, which means that they are not interested in religion. What the Turkey is interested in Kosovo, it's a business taking over the big projects. And, and, and the president, and the president, uh, uh, obviously, I mean, in uh, feeling that the West has not come to his aid, uh, that they did not invest possibly in, enough in Kosovo, so he turned to to, to Turkey, to Erdogan, for that matter. Now, and, do you yeah. think, to, to what extent do you feel that Turkey, that he was actually benefiting himself uh, from this arrangement or this collaboration with Turkey? Do you feel that he's been getting anything by for himself from that? Yeah, he, he was profiting directly for his family. Uh, so his family has a business uh, which is in, in the construction uh, industry. So he provides the first material for building roads. That's the first material, the first layer you put before uh, putting the concrete. And uh, his brother is the owner of, of that company. And that company was subcontracted all the time by Inca, uh, which is Bechtel Inca, the U.S. and Turkish company in Kosovo to build highways and the big projects. So he and uh, his family uh, were profiting directly from this cooperation with uh, Erdogan. But if you know, you, you obviously know and you wrote about it, you investigated all of that, and obviously mm -hmm. the public, that is the cause of us people, should be aware of what, what, what the current president has done and potentially possibly continue to do. Why is it there is no outcry, public outcry, to stop him or to, to get rid of him for that matter? Yeah, the, the, the thing is like uh, here in Kosovo, the way how the people and the companies want to do business, it's quite Turkish style. So here, if a, if a German company, for instance, or American company want to come to Kosovo and they want to do everything by respecting the law and paper and not paying bribes and stuff. So the Kosovarian companies are not quite willing to do in this legal way. And the Turkish style it's much more uh, suitable for them. So the reason why we don't have, uh, uh, let's say, uh, an attack to the president uh, to, to stop this kind of uh, giving space to Erdogan and his, uh, his people is just because uh, we used to have, until now, a very weak opposition. Vedvendosevic is now in power. It was very weak, a very, very weak uh, opposition to understand this kind of uh, complexity of the problems. So they were more um, a party who could understand the philosophical level and the political level, but they didn't have experts to understand how the economy works, how the projects come. So even, for example, I, I, I did a documentary about uh, how the Turkish took over our electricity system and I couldn't find any single person from the Vedvendosi, from the party of Albin Kurti, to talk about this problem. I see. Now, um, today, I mean, the, when the new government was formed, and now the prime minister is Kurti, even though it's transitional still, 
is, is, and there's obviously tension between Kurti and, and Tashi, the, pre, the president. Yeah. Do you feel, is, is Kurti trying to fix this problem? Is this, is the tension between the two sides precipitated yeah. at least in part because of, of corruption or, or Kurti is going along with what's been going on for some time? Uh, what we see now in the Kurdish government is not that he's uh, against and uh, uh, up to, to 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 take over the corrupt people. He is trying to replace them. So the the main idea of him, we used to think that it was to take down the corrupt people, but technically what we saw is like he is taking down some people and putting his party's people at the same position, uh, which is like a, a captured state being captured by another party uh, so and then his concern was not to the Turkish businesses he was more after or against American companies so we had a, a contract with an American company called counter global to build new capacities for electricity and then he ta- he he stepped down from that agreement he kicked them out American companies and also it which is weird he is stopping even other uh, companies in the industry of uh, energy uh, by uh, vo- continuing their works. For example, he is, sta- he is stopping this kind of uh, facilities which they produce electricity by water, facilities who produce electricity by using the sun energy and the wind energy, which means he is trying to stop all our uh, national produ- pro- production of the electricity in the end, we are going to end up by being completely dependent from Serbia. On Serbia, did you say? Yeah. The reason, so the, 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 what, how it works our system is like, if we don't produce enough electricity here in Kosovo, uh, the main source for us to buy electricity is Serbia. It's Albania too. But Albania has its own problems with electricity. They have enough electricity in in uh, in the summer and in in the spring, I mean, and in autumn because they have a lots of water. But in the summer and in the winter, Albania needs also to buy electricity. So the only the only country who doesn't need to buy electricity all the time it's Serbia. In the past, whenever we had problem with electricity, we bought it with the millions and millions uh, from Serbia. So uh, Kurti now has stopped new capacity we called Kosova C, which was the American company, and he stopped it all the other uh, companies like wind electricity, uh, water, uh, and uh, uh, from the sun electricity. So which means after a few years, we are going to be dependent completely from Serbia. You mean the independent. So you feel that Kurti has no, been no, doing... No, no. No, no, no independent. We are going to be dependent from Serbia. More dependent than even today? More dependent than even today. Because well, then we, what, what Kurti is trying to do? I mean, why Kurti is not trying to move move Kosovo to become energy independent? Why, is it, why, do, you, why do you feel that over time is going to be even more dependent on, on, on Serbia? We, we are trying to figure it, this out. One of the uh, one of the reasons why we think that he is doing that is because uh, he he is being surrounded for a while now uh, from the people with the Rockefeller groups, uh, and the Rockefeller groups is a kind of uh, green 
energy mafia in itself. So, so I mean, given the tension uh, between Serbia and Kosovo on a, you know, as you know, the conflict between the two sides, yeah. to what extent then you feel uh, Serbia is actually using the fact that it is supplying electricity to Kosovo? What, what kind of po political pressure can actually Serbia exert on Kosovo because, well, they have, they have uh, advantage over, over, the, over Kosovo. Yeah. Yeah, my because... point, I think that there is no pressure in this matter because this is a pure business. So according to the laws in Europe, they cannot stop supporting us and, and, and selling us electricity because that is the rules of European Union and uh, Europe uh, transmission. They call it the Europe transmission association stuff. So it, it, it is regulated by the law. So they cannot say that we don't want to sell you electricity. They have to. But then in the between of this, there are some mobs and some some guys who control the electricity industry, which they are going to profit a lot from this kind of mistake which Kurti is doing. So even though even though um, Kosovo in, imposed 100% tariff on goods coming from uh, Serbia, so it seems that did not that did not affect the continuing supply of electricity to Kosovo. No, that, that uh, the electricity is not included in that. It was never because the electricity is quite a different uh, industry, which is not uh, uh, in it. They are not imposed the local taxes of the countries. And just let me let me just go back to to, to Turkish involvement. I know I've been writing quite a bit on Turkey. What Erdogan has been doing, his campaign to to spread his his uh, Islamic agenda, and I know there is uh, uh, that. There is no much difference between Kosovo and, and Turkey in, in that regard. Yeah. But is, is, is uh, Turkey continue today to, to do that kind of investment or the government is putting a break, putting the stop on that? No, so far we haven't seen Kurti dealing with this foreign agenda inside the country. So what he was dealing with, it was all the time uh, very few and very local agenda such as uh, taking down some public companies and their boards, uh, managing boards, taking down some small people. He thought that they are uh, people connected to former government. So he was not dealing with the foreign politics at all, except attacking uh, the Mr. Greno. So that was the only foreign policy he was uh, acting on. And the other things that uh, radicalization and, uh, let's say, even... Uh, uh, the in involvement of Saudis and Turkish people here in Kosovo to spread their political agenda was not in his uh, in his daily um, uh, interest and in his daily doing. Okay, now the, basically he did nothing about those issues. I see. So he's basically letting things continue the way they were before, and yeah. and uh, is allowing Turkey, allowing Erdogan. To, to continue to project uh, an, an influence in, in uh, Kosovo yeah. because he's willing to, to, to make that kind of investment. So, uh, and Kurti is doing nothing about it, are you saying? Yeah, yeah yes. the Kurti is doing uh, absolutely nothing to stop the Turkish influence. And uh, sometimes we fear that he's even letting that uh, by intention 
So it's because uh, he he was in Turkey and he met with some people uh, which are uh, Erdogan's people, and then there are still rumors not uh, being confirmed that uh, he might have got even uh, financial support uh, for his campaign from Turkey. You mean uh, Kurti? Yeah, Kurti. I mean, Kurti has his. Uh, also, you think he's been uh, corrupted by Turkey to to some extent? That is, he went there. He, he's yeah. not stopping the Turkish from investing. Is he also benefiting personally from that? Uh, he's benefiting from, uh, let's say, flirting with the Islamists. So, uh, lots of votes for him have come from Islamic uh, uh, side. Uh, of the people here in Kosovo, uh, so he he was a lot uh, compared to other parties. I think that Vedvendosa is the main party who was flirting and doing this kind of uh, dirty uh, cooperation with Islamists in order to get their support. So, for example, uh, Kurti and his party were the first party to react against the state when the state arrested imams who were spreading radicalization in 2014. And later, he was all the time supporting this agenda of kind of Islamize, to Islamize our country, such as uh, the scarf. So he was in, in favor of uh, uh, allowing even the girls at school uh, to, to wear this kind of uh, uh, hijab and uh, this, which is representing mm-hmm. not the secular state, but a uh, religious state. Now, obviously, these activities are, um, the, the EU is aware of these activities. Do you see uh, any effort by the EU to interfere, to try to interject itself in Kosovo in order to minimize the Turkish influence, Saudi Arabia influence, or the EU basically is letting them continue to do what they have been doing uh, without interfering. Given, of course, the fact that Kosovo at one point or another wants to become part of the the EU, to integrate into the EU. So to what extent, as you see, is the EU trying, how active it is in Kosovo? And are they allowing, are they letting things to slide just the way they they are taking place now? Or there's any effort by the EU to um, limit the influence of other powers in Kosovo? Yeah, uh, so far we have seen from the European Union one mission they sent it in Kosovo, which was ULEX mission, and it was completely failure. So they came here to do justice uh, and to fight corruption, and in the end they ended up to be corrupt itself. So there are also investigation going on for the prosecutors of this mission which the only mission of that ULEX was to fight the corruption, but there are cases of ULEX prosecutors and judges uh, being investigated for corruption too. So what the Europe did is try try to uh, uh, kind of support our justice system, and they failed. But when it comes to political level, Europe in Kosovo has just one interest, to continue dialogue between Pristina and Belgrade. That's the only goal. So for other things, such as uh, foreign influence here by Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Iran and stuff, they just don't have a clue on, or I don't want to be rude, but probably they don't give a shit for these things. Yeah, but uh, 
And I, I mean, I know that the EU is trying to mitigate between Serbia and Kosovo uh, in order to resolve the conflict. But are you suggesting that the EU is not using any kind of inducement, any kind of, that is, if they are going to try to mitigate, I would, I would think that they would try also to say, well, if you do A, we will do B. If you do C, we will do F. But say, so just trying to mitigate between the two sides without uh, providing some inducement uh, in my view, doesn't doesn't simply doesn't work. So, yeah. how 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 successful so far the EU has been in this regard? The Euro European Union in Kosovo doesn't have even a statement talking about this kind of problems, foreign influence in Kosovo. So they don't didn't issue even a statement. Forget any I strategy see. or any other thing. So in this matter, they have done zero work on preventing radicalization or uh, stuff. So like, they didn't even comment on these topics. And this this situation as still exists as we're speaking today. Nothing has changed. Uh, yeah, no, not nothing. The European Union has just one goal in Kosovo, to continue dialogue between Kosovo and, and Serbia, which they fear a lot that is going out of their hands because now with the involvement of directly Mr. Trump, uh, so European Union is being uh, taken out of this business. Are you, are you saying that because of the United States involvement in trying to mitigate between Serbia and Kosovo, that the, that the EU becoming less active in this regard? They are very active, but the thing is like uh, lots of uh, uh, people, influential people in Kosovo, such as uh, uh, Mr. Thoci, Mr. Haradin, Ivesele, uh, they are. They don't want uh, the European Union to be the only mediator in these negotiations. Uh, they want to have America as the main mediator in this topic. Uh, and it's just uh, Mr. Kurti left alone in that matter that he is more interested that European Union to be a uh, mediator on this topic. The reason why our leaders in Kosovo are not interested on having European Union as a mediator is because they have they feel that they have been betrayed by European Union because we have negotiation with Serbia and Kosovo since uh, uh, 2003, continuing stopping, continuing stopping. And then there was just one promise by European Union to liberalize visa for Kosovo, and they never did that. So other leaders who, who faced the negotiation between Kosovo and Serbia with the mediation of European Union, now they, are, they have to come to the conclusion that European Union is just trying to, get, to make an agreement, to cheer that agreement and to celebrate it, and then they don't uh, care if the Kosovo is... When you, say, when you say politician, does that include Kurti and Tachi and the PM and the leaders of the government? What other political leaders are you talking about? So we are talking for Mr. Haradina, who was former prime minister, and his his party is uh, quite influential. Uh, we are talking about Mr. Vesely, who is the now the leader of opposition. So these kind of people who were who used to be in power and now are in opposition, they don't want European Union to be the main mediator. They want to be European Union part of the group to mediate negotiation between Kosovo and Serbia but they don't want to be them uh, to play the main role. They want the US, United States to play uh, the main role because they trust more uh, your, uh, United States 
They say that if you make an agreement with the United States, they are going to stand by and they are going to uh, support that agreement. But European Union, on the other hand, uh, is, is ready to betray you in whatever they want. Well, but nevertheless, uh, the, the future of Kosovo, in my view, is, is linked uh, to, to the EU uh, much more than it, uh, to the United States. That is, the Kosovo still would like to be a member of the EU. Is, am I right to assume that? Yeah, yeah that, that is right. But the problem is like, uh, when we are going to be part of European Union, we are we are afraid that when we are going to be part of European Union, probably there is not going to be any European Union. But, but, but then, do you feel that you know one of I mean, the European Union that to become a member of the EU, they have many many chapters. One of which, of course, to eradicate uh, corruption, to get the economy to a certain level that is consistent to a certain standard. Uh, yeah. So, as has, with Kosovo thus far, has not been able uh, to meet the EU standard. Uh, am I right? That is, from my, what I understand, yeah. the corruption has not been eradicated. The, the, the economy problem, is not doing well. The problem uh, the with the human rights abuse is still taking place. The problem with European Union is that European Union is using double standards. So they have certain criteria for the countries to to make this kind of free movement, or so we call it the visa liberalization. Serbia, on the other hand, has visa liberalization, but is far, far away from Kosovo when it comes to the corruption. So it's a dictatorship country. Macedonia, it used to be a very, very dictatorship country in the time of Vemero de Pomene, which was uh, Mr. Gruevski, prime minister, but they they gave them visa liberalization. Montenegro, on the other hand, is controlled by a single person, Mr. Djukanovic, uh, but they still they gave them visa liberalization. Albania has a huge problem with corruption and organized crime in the high level of the government, including the prime minister. And still they have visa liberalization. So the European Union is using very, very double standards when it comes to corruption. European Union has inside the European Union, members of European Union, countries who do not uh, achieve even the closest con uh, um, achievement of Kosovo when it comes to freedom of uh, speech and the freedom of media and stuff, such as Hungary, for example. Hungary now is becoming a... A fascist country, but still it's a member of European Union. In Spain, it's a member of European Union, and it's oppressing uh, the Catalonia and other parts of Fran uh, of Spain, but still they're members of European Union. So the, when it comes to the standards uh, we have to reach in order to to become close to Europe, there are some standards we have reached already, but they are giving nothing back. Oh, I see. Let me let me just switch. I know you have a show called Indoc. Is that am I pronouncing right? Pronouncing it right? Indoc. Indoc. Indoc show. Now uh, in there you have had many uh, a number of uh, many shows for that matter, and one of which you, you talked about corruption of the police. Is yeah. the corruption of the police still prevalent in in Kosovo today, or is it being somewhat um, mitigated? Yeah, yeah. When it comes to the corruption of the police, is a huge challenge for for Kosovo because um, the uh, the international community has invested a lot on Kosovo police, and what they do is sometimes they pay some NGOs to to make this kind of surveys 
on which they came to conclusion that Kosovo police is trustable well, and stuff. When you say but, international community, who do you refer to in particular? Yeah. What state no, actually no, were, con were interested and concerned about the corruption of the police? Uh, Any specific country? On uh, contrary, the Euro uh, for example, the United States is more interested to present Kosovo police as a very trustable institution. Uh, so, for example, they have NGOs which they support here in Kosovo directly with the money of the U.S. Embassy, which they came to the conclusion that the Kosovo police is trustable. When we investigated uh, the Kosovo police, we found out that in one level, when it comes to this kind of police on the street, they are trustable because they don't take bribes, even five boxes. But when it comes to investigators, they can manipulate proofs they can put people in prison without proofs. They can uh, beat people. They can even rape and kill, and they have no consequences. And this so continues to this day? Yeah, it, this continues to this day. For example, uh, already we have the director, general director of the Kosovo police, who is controlled directly by the former uh, uh, leaders of uh, SHIC, Secret Service of PDK. Probably you have heard about them. It was an illegal secret service run by uh, Mr. Vesely. And uh, now the di general director of the Kosovo police is controlled by the people of this former illegal secret service. I see, because in, in your show, you talked about the you know, corruption of the police, raping children, killing, uh, <clears throat> abuse of power, uh, for example, cor corruption in the process of verifying veterans. Yeah. Of course, of all liberation army. So you're you're talking about all of these uh, issues, and obviously, so you're saying that this level of corruption continues to be to this day. Yeah. And so what yeah. is what Kurti who came with the promises that he is going to fix this issue is going well, to deal with corruption. To what no, extent did he do anything? Has he succeeded in any way? No, 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 no. He, he did contrary. What he did is like he just uh, put it in the Ministry of Internal Affairs, which controls the police, put it his uh, his friend, long-term friend, Jalal uh, Sveshla, and now the Jalal Sveshla has become a very close associates of the general director of the police. Now they are continuing to, to this day without any investigation about uh, those crimes. For what they did worst, is that we used to have very independent inspection uh, uh, institution. There is an inspection police institution called. Uh, and there was a, a lady who was running this institution, and she was quite tough on investigating such crimes. Uh, Kurti's government just uh, took her from that position and put it another person, which is controllable. So now even the inspection police... Uh, is not as it used to be before Kurti came. No, it's not the same institution who could uh, put some control on this corrupt police. I see. Let me just switch from one more one more question. And um, now the negotiation efforts been been made by the United States as well as the EU, like you said before, obviously trying to resolve the conflict between Kosovo and um, and Serbia. Can you tell me three or four points? What is the the these the, the most uh, the biggest obstacles? Uh, I understand, of course, because Serbia is making some territorial demands. 
But why do you think that the negotiations thus far have failed uh, to reach any kind of an agreement between the two countries? One of the reasons why it failed uh, since today is because of the European Union. <clears throat> because the, we had several agreements with Serbia, and in each agreement we signed, the European Union promised that they are going to give us something back. For instance, visa liberalization. And they never did it. So, for example, they say that you have to sign an agreement uh, for telecommunication, let's say, between Kosovo and Serbia. We did that. We passed in Parliament. But they didn't give us visa liberalization. They say that you have to pass in Parliament the agreement between Kosovo and Montenegro for the border. And immediately we are going to give you back the visa liberalization. They didn't. So uh, what is the problem here? Why, why this process failed all the time is the European Union. Because yeah, the European but, then, Union, but then again, the United States also tried, you know, and continued to try to the negotiation between the two sides and it still failed to achieve any kind of agreement. Uh, yeah, so, it, so what happened here? Yeah, the, the, when it comes to European, to United States, uh, the first United States attempt was uh, when Mr. Haradina was there. But uh, because of the Serbi, the Serbian campaign to stop the uh, the countries to recognize Kosovo, our Kosovo took the step with putting the uh, the tax, a 100% tax, and the Serbia stepped it down from the negotiations. So there was no chance to continue. And uh, so, so are, you saying, are you saying the United States, uh, knowing all what you have just said? still did not were not able to address these issues and to advance the negotiating process towards some kind of a solution because what so I'm, far the United States has failed as well. So not just mm -hmm. the EU but also the United States. I mean the issues you're talking about should be apparent, should be quite obvious to the United States. Has the uh, United I, States I, tried to address these issues? Uh. What I I must disagree here completely because uh, the United States still didn't have failed on on the negotiation between Kosovo and Serbia because it didn't have had the chance uh, to start it. So um, the, Mr. Grenell, which is uh, sent by Trump to negotiate, he didn't have still a chance to make a single meeting between Kosovo and Serbia. So we cannot say that they failed because they haven't tried yet. Well, but, but, but if the United States is interfering, so, and, and how is it possible for Serbia and Kosovo to refuse? I mean, if you're saying he, was, he failed to arrange even in a meeting, so, so what, what kind of a, a player the United States can be if it's, even America cannot make that kind of an arrangement? So who can? Because we had still and still we have uh, uh, on acting a, a prime minister, Mr. Kurti, who is completely refusing uh, to to go to the negotiation with the uh, mediator of United States. So the problem here in this matter, why United States it didn't have a chance to organize this meeting. Is so Kurti, Kurti is opposing the, the the involvement of the United States. Yeah, he's not he opposing. He is completely opposing, uh, based on some conspiracies. So he said that uh, I'm, I'm trying to quote him. He said that uh, 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 advisor of mine has spoken uh, unofficially with an advisor of president, and this advisor of president has said to my advisor that there is already made an agreement, and you have just to sign it. So, and this is just a conspiracy. So. 
how he can prove it that his advisor talked to advisor of president where uh, and and claim that uh, there was an, there is already an agreement made you have just to sign it where this is being denied by united states is being denied by the president is being denied by all the parties just the courty has heard this voice so it's kind of uh, his paranoia that he is being uh, in, left on one side and not playing the main role in this topic, uh, who is stopping the negotiation between Kosovo and Serbia. So, so let me just, you know, just we are, as we're trying to conclude. So what is going to take from your perspective to get the negotiations going? If so far the United States hasn't been able to arrange any significant meetings, the EU is basically focusing on that, but they have not providing any real tangible, uh, t- have not taken any real tangible steps to, toward that end. So where do you see the future negotiation between the two sides? What, can, yeah, what need to be changed? What need to be changed to change the dynamics between the two sides in order to advance the negotiating process? Unfortunately, in Kosovo, we have to change the government. So the court shouldn't be the prime minister in order the negotiation to continue because <clears throat> he is not basing all of his claims and all of his refusal for this negotiation in any facts. He's just basing them on conspiracies. So we don't want to have a prime minister who spread the conspiracies that uh, there are knives on the map of Kosovo. Uh, the United States want to give a part of Kosovo to Serbia. And the Serbia want to take over this. And Mr. Soch and other leaders are ready to uh, to. Cut, to cut with a knife the map of Kosovo. So this kind of conspiracies is very bad for diplomacy. So he has first to go to the negotiation and see what is being negotiated, but he's not doing that. He's refusing completely to take part in the negotiation. So we so have... But he is currently, he's currently in a prime minister in transition. Uh, and the reason there was no new elections, uh, yeah. obviously... Because of the coronavirus, there was no new election. Yeah. The, no, yeah. Yesterday, the constitutional court decided that uh, the new government government can be formed without going to election. Without election. Without election, because uh, Kosovo is a, a parliamentary uh, democracy, which means the people vote for the parliament, and the parliament can take over a government and form a new government. So the parliament can appoint uh, uh, one of the members or a leader from any of the parties to form a new government? Yeah. Uh, According to the last decision from the Constitutional Court, the parliament has that power uh, to to, uh, take down a prime minister and its government and to appoint a new government, uh, depend uh, who has the 51% of the votes. So, so basically, I mean, the, what you are saying is, as long as they can get fifty-one percent, uh, yeah. what else would qualify such an individual? I mean, they, they let's say they have the fifty-one percent to form the government. There is Are there no any, other requ- any other requirement uh, from no. the new prime minister, or the, no. the, the 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 parliament simply is going to recommend someone? That person is going to have fifty-one percent. Is going to form the government. What is going to be, what's going to change? Yeah, if the LDK, the second party, gets to be, to form the government, which they now they have the chance, technically they have the chance to do that, the LDK is willing 
to go to the negotiation with uh, med by uh, by Mr. Grenell to be med mediator of this negotiation, and so they are willing to go to the negotiation with one condition that uh, the uh, whatever they discuss before they approve anything to come to the parliament and report. So that is the only request they have put in to the negotiation. So we have to discuss with Serbia. Grenell can be mediator. But before we sign anything, we have to come to the parliament, report to them, and ask them for their opinion. Before the negotiation starts? Or no, no, no. After the, after the negotiation starts, so they can go negotiate. So but, they go uh, to the parliament for advice and consent. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, mostly for consent, and also to the re to, to report to them what have been talk uh, talks and what kind of. And, fi and finally, what's the, what is the prospect of the LDK to form the new government? Uh, the LDK has more than 51 percent of the of the votes, and they have also appointed a, a guy, uh, which was uh, uh, Mr. Hoti, who was even before the Minister of Economy, so he has a lots of experience in economy and they have claimed until now that we have votes and we have two goals on this government to continue... Is he, clean? Is he clean? Is he also corrupt or is he clean in terms of uh, as a politician or is he just no. another politician no. who has been corrupted? No, un until now we haven't seen any any fact that he was corrupted. He was just a minister of financing. So minister of financing here in Kosovo, it's mostly like a, an office which they approve the request from the government. So he was not even having any power for a big because the ministry of finance doesn't have its own projects. So it doesn't have to build the roads or stuff like this to in order to get corrupt. So they have just to approve the request from the other departments of the government and then so far he doesn't have any uh, issues with the law so he doesn't have any investigation going on about him he doesn't have any so how, how is it now certain that he will become the next prime minister there is just one problem there if the vedvendosi decide to make this kind of violent protest is uh they have uh, they have claimed that they are going to have protests against the decision of the constitutional court, but we don't know if these uh, protests are. Why going would to they be protests against the decision of the constitutional court? Because they say that the constitutional court decision wasn't right. So they they are claiming that even the judges like all because the, all the judges decided. Uh, in in this decision that the new government can be formed without election, but they say that uh, these judges didn't take the right decision because this decision wasn't in our favor. So we are going to protest for it. So I we see. are afraid if the government if the protests are violent, then we don't know the result. So if we are going to end up in a state of emergency, or we are going to end up by having blood on the street, or uh, so which could change everything. Finally, I want to ask you, uh, Vizar, a question. Where do you see uh, uh, Kosovo in five years from today? Or where do, what, do you, what, can, what changes can happen? Well, how do you, do you have a vision of, what, of Kosovo, say, in five years from today, in 10 years from today? What kind of vision do you have of Kosovo? 
so it's it's quite uh, difficult to predict because there are a lots of um, obstacles to to have a better future for us and one of them is all politicians so uh, until we have mr thachi vasili haladinai kurti this old elite of politician who have been uh, going back and coming back uh, for now two decades 20 years so we don't have a chance for young generation to take uh, control over our politician and uh, uh, by uh, so there is just one hope and i hope that the people don't misunderstand me if the special court in the hague is going to succeed uh, to make responsible for any uh, crimes possible crimes committed uh, during the war and with this action to take down some of our uh, old politician probably we are going to have a european perspective but again it depends from european union if the european union wants kosovo to progress they have to uh, not use double standards against kosovo so just, the just finally, union, yeah if, if there is going to be a new government is the current president tachi will have to also be new president or he stays in his position he he has mandate until in uh, the uh, february of the next year so in the february of next year either he is going to be reelected or probably he's going to go back to the leader of pdk well who who elects him if it's a new election or also by the parliament and by the parliament there is no need for new election for the president i see all right well i want to thank you so much for taking the time i really appreciate it i learned thank quite you. a bit from your um, analysis about the situation in kosovo Thank you and again do, for, for your opportunity. I do, I do know. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. Thank you for listening to this episode on the issues. You can find this podcast on my SoundCloud page. And stay tuned to my social media accounts for the latest analysis and announcements.